Well, hey, Birchridge, uh, this is Pastor Nate. This is part, uh, part one of a two-part series that we're going to do. That's um, in a, a different format than, than what we typically do, but uh, this being the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's, there's a tradition here at the church to, um, to not have services together, but we're going to add this year um, what we're calling a home experience, where we can take some time and reflect um, and look back on the year that was, so looking back on 2019 and then looking ahead to, um, to 2020. And so the, the, the framework, or at least the, the name for the series that we're working through uh, these next two weeks, the, this week being the first and the next week being the second, um, is, is, is the best year yet. And so we're looking at what does it look like for us to imagine that at this threshold kind of moment, uh, transitioning from 2019 to 2020, not only leaving a new uh, or an old year behind and entering into a new year, but moving from one decade to a new decade, saying what is it um, that this next year or this next decade is supposed to look like? And so what we're going to do at the beginning of this series is um, in our homes or wherever, wherever it is that you're watching this video, we're going to give you an opportunity to look back at the year, uh, look back at kind of the journey that, that you've walked up to this point, um, looking at it from this, this idea that here we are at this milestone, right? We're at this threshold. And um, not only are we looking ahead, but I think for us to look ahead well, for us to anticipate and to, to imagine what could be, uh, it's, it's worth taking some time to look back and say, um, so what was, right? What, what is it that, that actually brought us here? So a few years ago, I think of these threshold moments, and um, a few years ago, uh, I, I was hiking a 14,000-foot mountain with, uh, with my daughter, Emily. So we were climbing uh, Mount Bierstadt just outside of Denver, Colorado, and um, we're hiking, and we were uh, just about probably two-thirds of the way up the mountain, and um, she and I had stopped for a scenic overlook, uh, looking at the, at the mountain and looking at just the, what was left for us to still climb. And so she's looking, uh, she was a few steps behind me, she's looking up uh, at the summit, uh, looking up at the, 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 the road that we still had to go. I'm looking back at her and she's starting to imagine that maybe, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. She's starting to maybe have some regrets about um, entering into this, this idea of climbing this 14,000 foot mountain. And so uh, we're talking and she says, dad, I just don't know that the, the top of that mountain is so, uh, it's so far away. There's so much, like there's so many steps that we still have to get through uh, or go through to, to get to the summit. And, um, and I remember it was like the, this, this, this beautiful moment. I said, but then look around, like turn around and look back. Uh, and from where we were, we could see the parking lot where our car was parked and it was miles away, right? Just this kind of like the, the snaking trail all the way back down to, the, to, to where we'd started the, the, the journey. And she turned around and she realized how far she had come, right? She realized what all she had already conquered, the, the road that she'd already walked. And then she turned around and looked at the summit and she said, oh, well, that's not that bad, right? I can do that. And there was something powerful about pausing in the middle of the journey, pausing at the moment, maybe where she wasn't even sure what, what the next step would look like or how she was going to get to the goal. Um, and, and just to say, but look how far we've come, right? Look at what we've already gone through. And I think that's, um, that's a, it's an important piece of, of the journey for us. I think for a lot of us, we tend to, uh, when it comes to looking back, we, we tend to, to fall into one of two camps. One that, um, Maybe some of us, we spend so much time looking, looking at what's behind us uh, that we miss what's ahead of us or that we don't actually live toward anything, that we're just constantly trying to outrun whatever it is that's behind us. Um, or some of us, maybe we, we have a tendency to never look back, right? We, we just kind of are always focused on, on, where, on, on where we're headed. We're always focusing on what's next. We're always focusing on whatever our next goal is. And we never pause and say, um, 
what's been going on? Right? What's, what's behind me? What maybe have I left in my wake? What is it that, um, that's behind me in this journey as well? And so and in that case, it's kind of like trying to figure out how we're going to get there, right? Wherever it is that we're heading to um, without pausing and saying, well, well how, how did we get here? Right, where did how did we actually get here? So next week, um, when we gather together, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about the the where we're headed. Right, we're going to talk about as individuals looking at what God has done, what God is calling us to, um, looking at what maybe that thing for this coming year um, should be as we focus our lives around something. Um, so we're going to talk about where we're headed in the coming year next week. Uh, this week really is that look back week. It really is the opportunity to, to reflectively um, and, and prayerfully say. What is it that God was teaching me? What is it that I've been learning? What can I learn from my life in 2019? Or if we're looking broader, what, what, what am I looking at from this past decade that now as I move into the next decade uh, that can, can inform or help me understand the, the areas that God is trying to grow me in? So we're going to look this week at what we've learned. We're going to look at what we need to leave behind us. And we're going to just process together what it looks like for us to enter into this new year. The, um, the, the framework for this conversation is, uh, draws from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It's a, it's a passage where Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he's talking about the way they're supposed to relate to each other, right? And, and, and as he talks about how they're supposed to relate to each other, he, he also helps them understand how they are supposed to relate to God, saying, through Jesus Christ, because Christ showed up, right? That's the message of Christmas as we've now coming out of this Christmas season and moving into this, this next season in, in the year. He says, it's because Christ showed up, it makes a difference, right? Because Christ showed up, it, it changes how we relate to God. It changes how we relate to each other. It should change um, how we see ourselves in relationship, to, in relationship with other people and with God. And so in verse 16 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul writes this. So from now on, right? So this is, the, this is a threshold moment. He says, with this mark, where, where we have been, the, what comes next is different. This is a, a, a kind of like transitional moment. He says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. He says, therefore, therefore, if that's true, right? If we're not, not in the business of looking at people from the worldly standpoint, from the, from the way we used to look at them, he says, therefore, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Paul says, as we look in the mirror, right, as we look at each other, as we, as we imagine what, what our relationship with God could be in this coming year or, or in this next season of life, whatever that looks like, he says, let's, let's remember that if anyone, right, anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, you have been made new, that, that it's not just a, a different way of thinking, it's not just a different way of seeing the world, it's an actual creation event that makes us a different kind of person. He says, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And he says, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us that same message of reconciliation. So there's some simple points that, that, that provide us a way of understanding what, what I think we're, we're probably supposed to learn through this passage as we look at applying it to our lives at, at this threshold moment as we're, as we're looking back on where we've been and, and starting to imagine and look ahead at, at where we're going. Um, to, to understand that in Christ, people are made new, right? In Christ, people are made new. That, that when Christ showed up, when, when Jesus showed up, um, at Christmas, right? This, this idea of Emmanuel, God with us, that, that when he showed up, it didn't just change the way um, 
things worked. It, it, or it didn't just kind of change what people understood or the way people thought. It changed the way the system works, right? That, that, that when Christ showed up, it, it, it changed people. That in Christ, through the, the life that's been made available in him, that, um, that, that people are made into a new creation, that people are made new. And then the follow-up to that would be, in Christ, you are made new. Right? For some of us, we can imagine in a general sense that, 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 that Jesus makes a difference for people. Right? That we can imagine that, that Jesus could step into some people's lives, and maybe we're looking at people or we're imagining people or, or thinking about people that are the types of people that we would think that, that Jesus would, um, would make new. And then when we look in the mirror, maybe we don't see that same kind of person. When we look at our lives, when we look at the road that we've walked, when we look at the mistakes that we've made, the, the ways that we've missed the mark, the, the ways that we feel like we maybe have disappointed God, that we would maybe not extend that same understanding to ourselves. But the reality is, in Christ, people are made new. In Christ, you are made new. In Christ, I am made new. And being made new, being made new means that means that we leave the old behind, right? Being made new means that there are things that, 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 that were true of our lives, that, that did mark our lives, that maybe our rhythms and habits or, or, or things that, that have just become part of who we are that, that are that are incompatible with the new, the thing that God has done through Jesus Christ for us. And so we have to wrestle with that question. What is it, that, what, what is it that's, that's old that needs to be left behind? What is it that maybe for some of us, we've been, been walking this journey with God for a long, long time, and there are still things, there are still things that are reflective of the old. And so here, as we sit at this threshold, as we, as we imagine this next step in our journey, as we imagine the next year, or maybe, maybe we're looking broader and we're looking at the next decade, we say, what is it? What is it that's old, right? What is it that, that's just simply incompatible with, with the direction that God is calling me? What is it that I've got to let go of? What is it that, that I, I'm supposed to have learned? What is it that's old that's incompatible with the new? And so I have just three questions that I'm just going to invite you to, to, to reflect on. And so um, the, the first one is this, uh, and it sounds, it sounds like a harsh word, right? It sound, there's, there's a word in there that, uh, that, that makes us feel uncomfortable when it's mentioned, but but it's a, it's a worthwhile question for us to wrestle with in this moment because there's such life in understanding what God's actually doing in the midst of these things. And the first question is this, um, what sin what sin do you need to confess to God and then leave behind? Right? What sin do you need to confess to God and leave behind to understand that, that when we confess our sins to God that, that he forgives us? Of those sins, right? That, that there's this process of, of God letting those things go, that those are not charged against us anymore, that, that there are things that we have allowed to define us. There are patterns and rhythms and habits and, and mistakes and all those kinds of things that, that we have allowed to, to, to be the things that define us, that God is saying, that does not have to define you anymore. Right? It may be that we have to get right before God. It may be that, that it's something that we haven't confessed to him yet, that we haven't surrendered to him. And so for us at this moment to take, to take the time to, to get honest before God and say, God, this is something I've got to give over to you, that I've got to apologize for, that, that I, need to, I need to have you step in. And this is an area where I need you to make me new. Receiving forgiveness means that, um, that we get to let, let those things go. Uh, but it also means that we have to let them, let them go, right? That, it, that we have to actually take that step of not just... Um, not just asking for forgiveness, but recognizing that we have been forgiven, that we can live differently in, in the freedom that comes with, with God having forgiven us. It's in that same area where we talk about those steps and that moving closer to God. This is not a question that, that should make us feel like we're distant from God or that, that creates a sense of distance. 
Um, but it's, it's, it's an opportunity to say, what area of my life or what, what's in my life that, that because that's there, it feels like it's between me and God and it, it's creating a sense of distance. And so to, to understand Christmas and, and to understand that, that God is with us, then we have to ask ourselves the question, what is it that, that's true of our lives that's, that's creating distance between me and God? And then, and then we surrender those things. We ask God to, to begin that transformational process, that transforming process in us. It could be, as we think of this question, it may be that uh, there's not a particular sin or not something that would maybe rise to the level of sin uh, that, that has become distracting or it's become harmful in your life that, that it's just worth saying in this moment, I'm just going to leave it behind. I'm just not going to bring this forward. Question two, question two, what was God teaching you in this past year? Right? What is it when you, when you look at the, the, the arc of 2019, when you look at the, the, the road that you've walked, when you look at the lessons that God was teaching you, when you look at the things that, that you've been learning along the way, what is it that God was teaching you this past year? Is there a particular theme? Or is there a particular set of circumstances or particular situations that, that God seems to continually be putting you into that, that may be something that God's trying to teach you through? And so we just look at this and we we prayerfully reflect and say, God, what is it that you were trying to teach me this past year? What is it that that you wanted me to learn this year so that this next year can be be even an even better year than what this past year was? Third question would be this is, what progress did you make this year? Right? What progress did you make this year? Here at Birchridge, we're all about taking those next steps, right? We're all about helping each other take the next step. And so the question is, what next step did you take this past year? For us, for some of us, it may be, it may be a big step, right? It may be something that was a, a hugely significant step, like, um, like baptism or, or something along those lines that, that just is a, a radically huge step. For some of us, it could be a small step. It could be, I signed up for a small group. Right or I or I got more consistent and and it feels like a small step. These are huge steps, but um, th- that I got more consistent in attendance of, uh, in church, or I started reading my Bible more regularly, or I tr- you know I, I started to to listen to God more intentionally. Those those kinds of things that um, that are that are big things, right? They're they're big steps that that we look at this and we say that is progress. We have to claim it for what it is. That that if we have to you know to to claim the sins and, and deal with those things, if we have to understand that God is in the business of teaching us lessons, then then we have to also celebrate those steps. We have to also pause and say, God, thank you, God, thank you for moving me forward. For some of you, you may be watching this video this morning and um, listening to it or or whatever and, and thinking. A year ago, I wouldn't have bothered to, to carve out time for this. And I think you got to stop and say, God, thank you for bringing me closer to yourself. God, thank you for helping me prioritize these things. God, thank you for opening my eyes to, to what could be um, and moving me forward in your grace and in your mercy. And so I close just with, with reading this passage one more time as you prepare to reflect. So from now on, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And all of this is from God who reconciled himself, reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation." As we go through this this week, as we go through this this time of reflection, it might be worth. Uh, for some of us, we might need a, a real tangible, uh, a real tangible thing beyond just answering the questions, beyond just journaling our way or reflecting through these questions. Whether that's individually or in community or in, within your family, um, it might be that some of us need to find a mirror 
and look in the mirror, look ourselves in the eye and say, in Christ you, or in Christ I, am made new. The old is gone, the new is here. May this be the best year yet. We'll see you next week.